On today's episode, we have the one and only Teddy from Morningside Acupuncture in New York City. Tune in and hear about the benefits of acupuncture for all runners and all humans worldwide. Monthly Mileage Talks. Uh, I am your host, Les. Uh, thanks for tuning in on this Tuesday evening. Uh, November is getting ready to end, but we decided to, to save the best for last this month. Um, I have Teddy from Morningside Acupuncture here. Uh, and uh, we want to give a big, 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 big welcome to Teddy for joining us this evening. Yeah, hi, Les, and hi, everyone that's tuning in. Uh, thanks so much for having me. Um, I'm always excited to talk about acupuncture, and especially for runners. Um, you know, we'll get into it. Um, yeah, maybe. well, that... But I have, you know, use acupuncture for myself as a runner and a soccer player, so I'm always excited to... Uh, talk about it and, you know, educate people on it. I didn't know about it till, uh, you know, my mid-20s and a lot of runners. You know, we see a lot of first-time acupuncture or dry needling, you know, patients, and they didn't even know it was a thing they could do. So I'm always excited to talk about it with people. Nice. So let's get started. So my first question is, how did you come up with the name Morningside Acupuncture? Where did that root from? Um, well, you know, it's, it's kind of near Morningside Heights and, um, you know, my wife works at Columbia in that area and it's just like, oh, that sounds like a nice name and something about like, you know, my friend helped me with the logo. It's like a sun with, you know, I have a hat here I'm not wearing because of the lighting, but it has like, uh, <laughs> little needles, needles. Going on and, you know, something about like, you know, morning time, sunlight, I don't know, it just sounded nice. Uh, you know, it's one of those things when you're thinking of a name for a business, you write down like a thousand things and uh, yeah. one just stuck for some reason. Nice. So um, I, uh, I know you have a partner, Nick, that you currently do Morningside Acupuncture with. Yeah, and um, he's a runner as well. He ran New York uh, a few weeks ago. And, um, you know, I think how many has he done? Four or five marathons in the last calendar, you know, the last 12 months. So he's nice. out there. I've run one marathon in New York. For me, that was <laughs> my body's way of telling me that I should not run marathons. So <laughs> I, but I keep it to the shorter distances, especially since I, you know, I love playing soccer. And I found that training for a marathon really messed up my soccer skills, you know, because it's, you know, running, training for a marathon, you're, running slower and for longer distances and it's just a lot mm -hmm. of mechanical running um and i found like my lateral quickness got slower and i just you know i prefer like 5k 10k running a little faster um so i'm still out there but i think you know, maybe i'll revisit the marathon again once i get older but uh you know for me it's mostly soccer and shorter distances nice nice so before we get into i have tons of acupuncture questions um, before we get into it, um, when did you first, well, first of all, Teddy, where's your hometown? Where are you originally from? So I grew up in Long Island in a town called Port Washington, and then um, okay. I spent a good amount of time in Queens and uh, Sunnyside, and then we moved up to the Heights, uh, Washington Heights, for a couple years, and now I'm up in Riverdale in the Bronx, so I've been, nice. been around some of the boroughs. Nice, nice, nice. Um, so when did you first come in contact with acupuncture? Like, why acupuncture? 
Yeah, I'll try to keep the story short because I could probably talk about it for a while. <laughs> Essentially, I ran the marathon in 2010, um, the New York City Marathon. And in about September, about two months before the race, I tore my hamstring. It happened after a long training run. I had pushed the last few miles of like an 18-mile training run, that one that you do in like early September, Central Park, one of those like, you know, NYRR training runs. And um, I did a really easy run, like maybe two two days later. It's going really slow. And all of a sudden, my hamstring just like basically crapped out on me and stopped, you know, just gave out. And um, I went to the doctor and turned out I had a hamstring tear. Didn't run for about six weeks. And then I had like two weeks until the race. And I was like, you know, I was, how old was I? I was 25 at the time. And I was like, you know what? I don't care. Like, I'm doing this thing. I trained for like, it's April. And I, you know, I, the doctor was like, you're cleared, you can do it. And I was like, are you sure? Like, I haven't really run. And in my brain, I was like, well, I'm a soccer player. I could run for four or five hours. Like, what's the big deal? I do that all the time when I play soccer. Um, obviously, running that, like a marathon is a little different than playing soccer. But, you know, part of me was like, I don't want to do this all over again. You know, you work so hard to train. And, you know, I have this conversation with a lot of patients now, having been through that experience of, you know, maybe setting expectations and be, being realistic. And I was also 25, you know, you feel like, you know, you're invincible in your, <laughs> you know, like, oh, I could handle this, no big deal. And so I did the race and, um, you know, I made some mistakes that I always talk to people about now of just, I didn't move back corrals. I, you know, was probably too ambitious and like let the excitement of the race get to me. And, you know, eight miles into the race, I was like, mm. oh my God, I am so tired right now. I haven't run eight miles in two months. And then, you know, you go through this thing in your brain. We're like, oh, my God, I have 18 miles. How am I going to do that? And then, of course, on the Queensboro Bridge, it's, you know, a little incline there. My hamstring cramped up again. And I was like, oh, my God, did I injure my hamstring again? And so, you know, I got I got to like mile 20. It was like walk, walk jogging. And I just pulled over and I was like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. And, you know, I know a lot of runners have that experience, injured or not, around mile 20, 22. What right. I've come too far, like, what do I do? And I was like, I have to get to Central Park. Um, and I tried walking, running, jogging, it all kind of hurt the same. And my brain was just like, you know what, let's just do it. Like, you'll get there faster. If you go a little faster, it'll hurt for less time. And I finished the race. And I was like, Oh, thank God, I, I finished that I don't have to do that again. Because in my brain, I was like, Oh, my God, <laughs> finish do this all over again, next year. And uh, you know, something about the, the power of our brain when we're really tired to just convince you to keep going. That's, you know, part of the beauty of the marathon is, you know, it's, it's not meant to be easy. And, you know, most runners have that experience, whether it's mile 16, 18, 20, 22, or sometimes right at the end where your brain, you know, has to just be like, this hurts, but you got to You got to make it, you know, and so. Right. I had, and then I started playing soccer again that spring um, and I started having a lot of hip and back pain and it turned out yeah. I had a hip room tear in my hip. Um, that I guess was from all the running. And uh, I, I suffered with that for how long? Probably about two years or so. I tried everything, you know, PT, strength. What? Pilates, swimming, gyrotronics. You know, I could name like 50 others. I tried acupuncture as well. And, you know, there are different types of acupuncture. You know, the traditional kind of acupuncture, just it didn't help enough. So I, I wasn't really a believer, to be honest, at first. It, it didn't help that much. And then... You know, I was I was struggling. I was working in finance. I was still playing soccer a few times a week because part of my body was like, 
I just want to keep playing. I don't, you know, I don't want to stop. And if I just get really injured, then I'll get surgery. That was like my mindset. And part of me, you know, when you're dealing with chronic pain, sometimes you almost like want to be really injured because then it's like you're really injured and then there's like a, a fix, right? right. I had pain and I, I thankfully had a good surgeon who was like, well, you're still playing, even though it really hurts, just keep doing that till you can't and then you can have surgery. And I was like, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then playing for this, um, this soccer team called Zumschneider. They're like a, a German... Uh, there used to be a bar in Alphabet City called Zoom Schneider, mm-hmm. soccer team affiliated with them, and this coach Alex, who I'm you know I'm still in touch with and I actually work with the team, um, you know right now, um, he was like I kept straining my hamstring, you know this was like a thing I would always have my I'd get in shape, strain my hamstring, and he he told me he's like go see this guy David, he's a he's a magician, he's an acupuncturist, he'll fix you. <laughs> First reaction was like acupuncture I already did that like that didn't really do anything and he was very uh what's the word pushy persuasive something like that and he he basically was like you know I'll pay for the session and if you don't like it like no harm no foul and I was like all right this guy's not going to leave me alone if I don't go so I went to see this guy David Barron who um you know is a friend and a mentor of mine now and you know he explained to me the whole treatment he's like this is a little different than the other acupuncture you've had it's more of like a muscle focused type of treatment so what I'm going to do into the most painful spot in your hamstring muscles gonna spasm you're gonna be really sore for two or three days and then hopefully you'll feel better he's like it's, it's, it's gonna be hard to tell whether you just need one treatment or a few treatments we'll have a better idea like after the soreness goes away and i was like okay i'm just gonna you know i'm gonna trust this guy i'm here <laughs> he's like a really nice guy and you know he explained everything really clearly to me where i was like okay i i, I get what i'm in for and you know, he needled right into my hamstring it was you know, a strain, so it kind of hurt. It was really intense, and then I was really sore for three days. On the fourth day, I got you know I, I got out of bed and I was like, oh my god, my hamstring's better, and it was like, it was fine. You know, he had like gotten the knot out of the muscle strain, and it took a few days to recover. And then I literally was able to play the next week. And after that experience, I was like, oh my god, this works! Like, holy shit, I can't believe! Like, I've tried so many other interventions and therapies, and nothing got me that kind of relief. And so we kept working on my hip and my low back. And I, you know, this is 12 years ago, I never had hip labrum surgery. I still play soccer a couple times a week. Oh, wow. I don't have I don't have that kind of pain anymore. I used to have like clicking in my hip and groin pain and all of the classic like, like symptoms. clicking in the hip. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> now, are there any people on on this that have had like a labrum where <laughs> they, they might know what I'm talking about? Um, but it was like such a powerful experience that I was like, oh my God, like what the hell just happened? Like, how did this help me get better? And why, why don't, why didn't I know about this? Why don't other people know about this? I was getting a treatment one day and, um, you know, I was working in finance and didn't really like that lifestyle. I hated sitting in a chair all day. I you know, had mixed feelings about the kind of work I was doing. Um, you know, the, right. you know, it's, it's a more competitive industry than like the acupuncture field, right? right. And I was, getting a treatment. I was like, acupuncture, huh? This guy's life is must be pretty interesting. He's healthy. He's healthy. <laughs> well, it seems like he's making a living, like he has his own office. And then I was like, how long is acupuncture school? What is it like a few months? He's like, no, it's a three year master's program. It's like a real degree. I was like, oh, really? Like, okay, I, that actually made it more exciting to me because I was like, oh, this is like a thing. It's not just something that you can like do a few weekends and go right. up a shop. It's like, oh, there's some barrier to entry. The training must be pretty good if it takes three years long. And so then I 
I went to see a couple of schools and I decided to go to the school he went to primarily because they taught this muscle focused type of acupuncture that's either called trigger point acupuncture or dry needling. There's a lot of terms for right. this kind of treatment. And, you know, here I am, you know, that was uh, 2016. I went back to school and I, I practice almost four years. It'll be four years in April. And um, it's just been an amazing career change. And I just feel like, you know, it was hard, but it's like, wow, like my life is so much better now. I love my job. I love what I do. Amazing. You know, because of my experience, I do mostly work with runners and soccer players and athletes because I know what it feels like. I've had most of the overuse injuries that people are coming in for and have had acupuncture treatments for them. So I, I'm pretty familiar with, you know, what the treatment feels like, what to expect. Um, you know, I still get treatment every few weeks when I can. If I have something acute, I go more often. So uh, right. I'm with everyone else, too man that's that's amazing and now this is it this is you love what you do so um a lot of runners are obviously tuned in or a lot of runners had tons of questions yeah these these are like some basic injuries that either, either i've experienced or people watching have experienced runners simply typically get the it band syndrome right they get like runner's knee which is like knee pain they get yeah. like plantar they get like shin splints, stress fractures, hip, like all types of things. Yeah. What are the benefits of acupuncture for? Because these are all common running injuries. Yeah. So people tuned in have either, uh, they may not even know it. They've had an IT band syndrome. They've had a lot of knee pain from all the pounding on this cheap New York City asphalt that we're currently running on. Or they've just had plantar where the bottom of their foot just always hurts. What yeah. are the benefits of acupuncture for all these common runner injuries? Yeah, so, you know, just to start at the beginning, you know, there's different types of acupuncture that target different things. So, you know, the most common reason people get acupuncture is for pain, especially in the U.S., but it does treat other things like digestive issues, fertility, menstrual cycle issues, headaches, um, you know. Stress? <laughs> yeah, it, it lives <laughs> along with Chinese herbs acupuncture and herbs together were like a standalone medicine for like thousands of years in China before there was like Western medicine and surgery and, and mm -hmm. pharmaceuticals. So it, it literally can treat anything hypothetically. Um, but you know, our focus is on pain and this, in particular like muscle pain. Um, so like traditional acupuncture where, you know, you stick needles in, you leave them in, the patient rests for a little while, that's really targeting your nervous system. So what that does is it like relaxes your body it puts it into like a more relaxed state. Like there's the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system is like you're super stressed and you go into like that fight or flight mode. We've all felt that like living mm -hmm. in the pandemic, living in New York. When that happens, like our heart rate speeds up, our digestion slows down, sexual function gets turned off, our muscles get really tense. It's like a survival mode, right? Like if you're running right. a bear in the woods, you're going to like you tense up, blood's going to flow to your extremities, your heart rate's going to speed up, you're going to be more alert, it's going to be hard to sleep, you're not going to be hungry. These are all like survival mechanisms, right? And so what acupuncture does is it activates that relaxing part of your nervous system, the parasympathetic. So what that does is it puts you in like a safety zone, right? Like imagine you're laying on the table with a bunch of needles that should seem scary, but people are very relaxed and sometimes even fall asleep because it puts you in calm zone. And then that what that does like turns your digestion back on, improves circulation, makes you more sleepy, less anxious, 
reduces muscle tightness. So that's how traditional acupuncture basically works. And then, you know, on the physical side, when we're working with like trigger point acupuncture or dry needling, we're literally looking for what are called trigger points and just general muscle tightness um, that causes pain. And the way that happens, like take IT band syndrome, for instance, right? So your IT band is a band of connective tissue that goes basically from like your outer hip down to your outer knee. Um, and there are right. two muscles, the, the TFL tensor fascia lata. It's a, oh, I have a book right here. Let me just find this real quick. It's <laughs> I have my little books here. Um, where is this muscle? Sorry for the delay. I'm just looking for this picture. No, I mean, I want you to get it right. Because a lot of times when people hear IT Mars band syndrome, they don't know that it's connected to so many other larger muscles. <laughs> Here it is. Um, so this is your tensor fascia lata muscle, mm -hmm. right? It's this yep. muscle here, this little thing. So it connects from your hip to your, what's called your greater trochanter, that like bone on the side of your hip. So this right. X, a muscle knot or a trigger point could be, and this all this red zone is where you'll get pain. Because this Ooh. muscle, when it shortens, it tightens up and then it's tugging on the IT band, which attaches mm -hmm. to the knee. So the goal of treatment is to loosen this area up because then it will relax and stop tugging on the IT. <laughs> okay. Pain in this outer knee, which will be like here. We're actually mostly looking up here. There can be some trigger points here too, because there's another muscle, your vastus lateralis, which is a quad muscle that goes over the IT band here. So okay. over the IT band, this can also get tight and refer pain up and down because it has some influence on that as well. And then on the back of your body, you have your glute here, your glute maximus, right. to the IT band from the back. So basically, if you loosen up, it's like almost like a puppet, right? Like your knee, mm -hmm. and the muscles are the strings. So if the strings are tugging on the puppet, it's in like a weird position. And so what happens with muscle tightness is your muscles like clench or tighten up, and then they tug right. on the attach to bones. So in the case of IT band syndrome, you have these muscles pulling on the IT band and then tugging on the knee. What that does is it creates like some friction there, and that's why you get pain and inflammation in the knee. And it's not actually a knee problem. And that's often, a lot of treatments will focus on the knee, where really it's really coming from the hip. Um, because, you know, running wow. mechanical, repetitive thing. Um, and, you know, to get in the weeds a little bit, you know, muscle tightness is caused by overuse, but it's also caused by like lack of movement, poor posture, right? We all sit so much every day. <laughs> so, yeah. We just go from a chair to a run, you know, our hip flexors and glutes are super tight. And that's ultimately what like the root of a lot of running injuries is, is like poor posture, not moving much or, or running too much. It's almost like you're going from like zero to a hundred. You're sitting in a chair for eight hours and then you're running for two hours, right? And right. the pandemic, I noticed a lot more of this stuff because, you know, you missed out on like walking to the train or going to walk to get lunch with coworkers or whatever. Yeah. You're just doing more stuff. You're on your feet more. And now that we're sitting, we were sitting more. I noticed a lot more of those overuse because it was either like I'm sitting all day or I'm running. Right? There wasn't any in between. Um, so that that's the case with a lot of things like shin splints. You have muscles in the, in the front and side of your shin that attach to the ankle, foot. Those same thing. They tense up and they get tight and then they cause they cause pain. Um, all of the injuries you you mentioned, you know, plantar fasciitis is a really interesting one. Um, right. Technically, that's when you have like a tear in your plantar fascia, which is like a ligamentous tissue on the bottom of mm -hmm. your foot. But what's interesting is there are actually muscles in the bottom of your foot um, 
There's one, the quadratus plantae that comes up. It's like attaches from your toes to your heel under your foot. And then you have some, a big toe muscle in your arch that attaches to the medial heel. And then your calf mm -hmm. from to your heel through the Achilles tendon. So again, these are just like pulleys tugging on your heel. And sometimes it can just be a muscle pain problem. And I see it often, um, you know, like you go to the doctor and any kind of heel pain, they just call it plantar fasciitis. And, you know, to really diagnose it, I, you know, I'm, I'm not a doctor, so obviously more <laughs> about that than I do. But, you know, they usually, I think, use ultrasound and they like look to see if there's a real tear in there. Use ultrasound. Oh, wow. Um, so anyway, like these are things we treat really commonly. And the goal is to loosen up the muscles so that it's not stuck anymore. Um, if okay. you will start functioning better because when your muscles like really tight like this, it's like trying to work and it can't. And it can't. Okay. Yeah. So, cause like with me, whenever, I mean, I'm sure runners that are watching could, uh, you know, could attest to this, but plants are when I feel like, you know, like the bottom of my feet is throbbing. I just normally get like a golf ball. Yeah. A hard object and just go like in a an emotion like a back and forth motion yeah to i guess essentially loosen up the muscle is that what, what i'm essentially doing when i'm doing that or yeah but the the beauty of acupuncture is with the needle i can actually go into the like you're not really going into the muscle you're like tapping on the muscle and getting it to contract um mm. you get the the muscle releases it'll like spasm involuntarily so right what happens is your muscle is really tight. You tap the top of it with a needle and then it'll have like an involuntary spasm and then relax. It's almost like when you touch a hot stove, you recoil back. Your muscle yeah. has a response when it gets touched with a needle. And the actual treatment is not really like aggressive thrusting. It's actually quite gentle. And then the muscle will just, as a reaction to being touched with the needle, will just spasm and then relax. And you can actually feel the tightness release immediately like you feel the muscle like you know let's say I'm like yeah feel it you needle it it spasms and then you feel that it's like it's a little different uh, in some cases very different and sometimes people will walk out and be like wow my pain feels much better you know right. the effect that comes with the twitch the muscle spasm is that you will be sore afterwards it'll feel like a workout soreness and that's because that muscle release um, releases like the same kind of soreness chemicals you get from a workout. What's interesting about it is it happens immediately. And in some cases, you almost feel worse than you did when you came in, in, in some respects. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> right? It's like less pain, but you're sore. And then especially if we're working on other areas, because like any injury, if you think about it, right, usually it's like one-sided and in a particular area. So let's just take okay. Let's say it's on your left leg. And let's say we figure out that it's because of your calf muscle in the bottom of your feet being really mm -hmm. tight. But then you have to think, why? Like, why isn't it the right leg too? Why is it just the left side? So what's going on that like that leg is being overused or is weak and can't handle the strain you're putting on it? And oftentimes, right. come back to like the hips for a lot of runners, is that maybe you have some imbalance going on. Like take me, right? I was a soccer player my whole life and then I ran a marathon. So guess what? My left hip was really messed up because I'm right-footed. I plant on my left leg. I kicked the ball like probably hundreds of thousands of times and I put all my weight on my left leg and twisted. So then I go train for a marathon. And usually these issues come out when you start running like, you know, 10 plus miles. In right. a my left hip is different than my right hip because I've used it differently my whole life. And, you know, I never really noticed it until I ran, you know, 12 miles, 16 miles. <laughs> 
my left hip is weak because I've overused it and it's developed differently than my right hip. And that's, you know, my hypothesis as to how I had my issues. So I often ask runners, like, what's your sports background? Did you play sports growing up? And if they say something like, oh, I played soccer or I played tennis, you know, there's, those are like one-sided sports. And sometimes that'll be linked to development and tightness. And so I'm always, it's like a puzzle, right? It's like, you're treating the acute pain that's happening in terms of like where you have pain today. But then the second layer to that is like, well, why there, right? What's going on? Why are you moving away that your left foot is hurting, right? Because it could be a gait thing, like maybe you're not running right. You know, there's right. so, so many layers to it. And, you know, my, my specialty is just on treating the muscle stuff. And then, you know, those kinds of treatments are more in the realm of like a physical therapist. And we work okay. We work with a lot of the running PTs and, you know, in my opinion, with runners, especially, right, we can do all the acupuncture in the world. But if we're not addressing the root problem, which is either like weakness or a movement issue or strength problem, right, if you don't actually mm -hmm. do that, you're not really going to get better. We're more just like managing and circles. So, you know, the ideal treatment would look like you come in, you get acupuncture, you get the muscle released, you're sore for like a day, and then you try to do some sort of exercise. And the secret is like figuring out what kind of exercise you should be doing. Because I'm, I'm of the school of like movement is the best way to get better. You right. Know, just if you sprain your ankle and you don't move for three weeks, it's going to be worse than versus like if you find the right balance. Hmm. Like, I mean, you know, you maybe shouldn't run right away, but just finding something you can do. Like something um, else, like cycle or something else that yes, keeps... Gets blood flow and... and mm -hmm. Because, you know, you can get injured from overuse and underuse too, right? Because underuse creates stiffness and weakness. And um, but anyway, I, I think I'm going too far on this, but. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, it's good because it's, it's interesting to see how um, I feel like the common theme so far is your hip is connected to a lot of injuries. I mean, for the runners, at least um, in a way. And like, it looks like everything is kind of connected in some shape or form. It's just yeah. figuring out what the root is. Yeah, and I mean, I generally find that we just sit too much as a society. And, you know, running is like uh, a synergy of all of your muscles, right? The bottom of your feet, your shins, your calves, your hamstrings, your quads, your adductors, your glutes, your abdominal muscles, even like your neck and your shoulders and your back are involved, right, with what you do with your arms. It's like a synergy of all these muscles working together. And if something is out of whack, then it's going to affect the way you run and then lead to pain and injuries, right? Because we've all done it when we run, right? You, you start yeah. running. Mile three, you're like, oh, my left knee's starting to hurt. And then you're like, you know, you start putting more weight on your right leg. No, you, yeah. You change the part of your left foot that you land on, and you're like, okay, I got this. Like, I'm managing it. And then, like, mile seven, your right calf starts to hurt because you've been, like, you changed the way you run. And then Overusing it, yeah. We all do that. And, like, it, you know, running is supposed to be a very, like, fluid, mechanical thing. And the runners who don't get injured tend to, like, be more well-balanced and in tune with their bodies because – I think also an important thing for runners is to learn, you know, pain from, you know, the good pain from the bad pain, right? Because we all, you know, if you run a lot, you're going to feel some discomfort at some point, And it's, it's, yeah. some, that's the kind of pain you should run through. And that's like, probably the hardest thing about running or being an athlete is it's like, it's like you and your body, right? No one can really yeah. tell what that is. And, you know, we all learn the hard way. And even though I know all this stuff, I mean, I still get injured playing soccer. Or running. <laughs> the I acupuncture can... still gets injured. <laughs> and if anything, I, I might even be more reckless sometimes because I'm like, oh, well, I'll just get acupuncture. I'll fix, yeah, I'll just fix myself. <laughs> and yeah, this, you know, like this year for me has been fun um, treatment-wise because like I broke my wrist in May playing soccer. 
I tore a ligament in my January playing soccer. And then I had like on and off Achilles tendonitis this year because I just haven't been like, we're talking about like moving, right? So I had a baby Mm -hmm. and not, I'm not working out as much as I used to, and I'm still playing, going like zero to a hundred, right? Right away. Running, right? You have a game, like you have to, you have to get the ball, right? I can't like, oh, I'm going to go 40% today, do an easy game. That's just not how it works. So yeah. I've suffered from some of those issues this year. And I've and I used acupuncture primarily to treat it. So it's always, you know, the silver lining of getting injured for me is that I get to, you know, learn what it's like to be a patient for that issue again. And a lot of them, a lot of these issues I've had before. So That's awesome. So um, I have a couple of questions some people ask um, in terms of uh, <laughs> just in general. So I want to ask them before I ask this other things that I have prepared to ask. So the first one that came in is how do you treat people who are afraid of needles? Oh yeah, that's, that's always fun. Um, and you know, I used to be afraid of needles and like when I got my flu shot, like a couple of weeks ago, I did not look at that needle because it still kind of freaked me out. So <laughs> I get that experience and I think the key is, you know, explaining what we're doing, why we're doing, what it's going to feel like, you know, and I go through a whole process of, you know, when we do like the muscle release with the acupuncture needle, it does, it can feel a little strong. So I never start with that. I always start with just like a general acupuncture point somewhere really far away from where we're working. Cause there's naturally going to be some anxiety about like, Oh my God, is he really going to stick a needle? <laughs> Why would I let somebody do that? So it's all about like, you know, even before we get on the table, I'm explaining, you know, like I'm explaining with you of like, Oh, you have, you know, plantar fasciitis, you know, it could, you know, really, I'll just call it heel pain, right? So let's say you have heel pain, because I'm not diagnosing people, right? That's not my, that's not my scope. I'm treating symptoms and pain. So someone will say I have plantar fasciitis, I'll say, where does it hurt? They'll say, oh, my inner heel. So I'll say, okay, you have heel pain. These are muscles that can cause heel pain. I might even show them a picture and say, like, we want to work on loosening these up, because if we do that, it'll stop pulling on your heel and hopefully make your pain go away. And, you know, that's the first level. And the second level is like, this is what the treatment's going to look like before I stick any needles in you. We're going to feel the area with my hands, just see where things are tense or tender or painful. And, you know, sometimes me finding the spot, they're like, oh my God, that's the spot. Like, that's why I have the pain. Sometimes once you that light bulb goes off in somebody's head, they're like, okay, like this might actually help me because this person found the spot that I didn't even know existed, but it might be right. Um, and then just saying, like, look, before I stick a needle here, I'm going to stick a needle somewhere else. The needles are super thin. They're, like, 10 times thinner than a hypodermic needle. They're, like, the thickness of, like, a thick human hair. They're, you know, when they go in, they don't hurt at all, usually. Um, it's only when I manipulate them that you'll feel, like, that muscle spasm. And that muscle spasm is, like, a dull, heavy muscle ache. It shouldn't be really sharp or burning or stabbing. Mm-hmm. Those second... Um, Sensations are usually what we think of as pain, right? Like a needle being stuck in you, right? It sounds painful. I almost, <laughs> I almost wish they called them acupuncture pins or yeah. ac- something else, because the word needle is scary, right? I just I, I but, like pins better. I like pins. <laughs> I took my old daughter to the doctor today to get her shots, right? She, it was like her four-month checkup. She had yeah. in her leg. She yelled and screamed. And I imagine, like, you know, my three-year-old gets, you know, get, got her COVID vaccine, had the flu shot. When she sees a needle, she's like, I don't want to do that, right? And so, of course, right. that's when you get acupuncture, it's like, needles, I hate, I've hated them my whole life. Why would I want to do that? So it's all about explaining things, because if I explain what you're going to feel, what the point of the treatment is, and someone's like, okay, let's do it, right? It's all about consent. And then when it happens, like when I 
when that muscle releases, they're like, oh, that's what you said. Great. So it's again, that whole like sympathetic nervous system we're talking about of keeping someone feeling safe because where someone's going to freak out is if they don't know what's happening. They don't know why mm -hmm. we're doing it. They don't know what it's going to feel like. And then I do something and they have this totally new sensation and they're like, oh my God, what was that? Is that normal? Should I be here? Did he hurt me? Does he know what he's doing? These are all normal thoughts when something new happens. That's like what our brain does, right? It scans for danger and threats. So I, if we can eliminate that before the treatment by explaining everything, you know, people are generally fine. Um, nice. I haven't had a person after explaining things like that ever being like, no one's ever said, I don't want to do this. Even people <laughs> want to try this. And you know what? Often doing that first needle away from where they have pain, the person mm -hmm. like relaxes so much because they're like, oh, that's what that feels like? Like, that's no big deal. That, so I, they're I, a bit more like loose. Like, oh, I trust this person now because it's a trust thing too. It's like, I just met this person for the first time and they're going to- got all these needles in me, yeah. Sounds kind of scary, right? If you think about it. Um, so, you know, it's it's really all about just making someone feel comfortable. And, you know, the first after the first needle, people are like, oh, that wasn't so bad. And I'm like, yeah, it's going to feel just like that, even when it goes into your hip or when it goes into your calf. And then you'll feel a little more when the muscle twitches. And if it's uncomfortable, wow. oh, and well, you know, you can always do less. And, you know, I can usually gauge after the first needle, like how someone's going to be. And I often will adjust mm -hmm. the treatment accordingly. Like sometimes I'll do a little more if someone's really comfortable. And if someone's like, you know, I'm really hesitant. I'm like, let's just do, if we just do these two spots today, that would be a win. We'll see how you feel. And, you know, sometimes it's just about getting over, like I did the treatment, I made it, you know? Um, and right. everyone's level of stress and anxiety and part of, part, part of our job is to like figure that out with people. And like, just because this is the treatment I wanna do, that doesn't mean that's the treatment I should do on a given day. You know, the beauty of it is it's like, it's about meeting someone where they're at on a given day. So if someone's super scared, it might be like, let's just do a couple needles and take the win here. And then, you know, because treat, treatment for most conditions, especially if they're chronic, it's not a one shot deal. Like I wish it was, right? I wish mm -hmm. that I like a year of pain in one treatment. If I could. Oh, that would that would be amazing for us runners. It would. You know, acupuncture tends to be a last resort for a lot of people. And I think if it, if it was, um, you know, if it worked that easily, I would charge like $10,000 for a treatment and you come <laughs> you know, to the doctor. So it doesn't work like that, but it does really help, especially with muscle tightness and pain, um, pain from running or sports injuries. Awesome. All right, let's see what else we have. So someone asked, what is encouraged to do after a session to prolong the benefits of acupuncture? Yeah, so, you know, for me, like, the triad of life is like sleep, exercise, and eating well. If you do those three things well, generally you'll like have a pretty good life. Um, so after the treatment, you'll be sore. And a, a lot of runners will be like, what should I do after when I get home? Should I foam roll? Should I go get a massage? And it's like, the, the treatment is that, right? It's like a myofascial release technique with a needle basically. So it's almost like, a, you can almost liken some of the treatment um, to like a deep tissue massage with a needle basically which doesn't sound appealing, but that's essentially what it is, right? Is I'm going into your muscle, I'm getting it to release. And, you know, if you can tolerate someone digging an elbow into your hip for like five minutes, the needle is just like a second, just a spasm and it's done and then you're sore. Um, so afterwards, I generally recommend people just take it easy that day. I, I tell yeah. people like they just did a workout in the areas that we worked on. So like if we're working on your hip, 
it would be like if you just did a squat workout, right? Let's say you did squats and deadlifts, right? What would you yeah. But take it easy. You'd like drink lots of water, eat well, try to sleep well that night. Um, you know, maybe like walk a little bit and just keep the blood flowing. And right. The next day you would see how sore you are. If you're really sore, you wouldn't do a leg workout. You would do like an upper body workout or go swimming or do something else. So the treatment is the same. And the soreness is very similar to workout soreness. It just feels a little different because it's so specific to like the areas that we worked on and it can be quite strong. And honestly, the stronger it is, the more that you probably needed it because it's really a function of the more sore you are, the tighter that you were is kind of how it, how it tends to work out. Oh, wow. So the more sore, the more tighter. Because generally what will happen over the course of treatment is like, it's unfortunate, but the first visit usually the worst because you're either in the most pain or have the most tightness. So the release is often is true. Quite, quite strong. And then as you come in repeatedly, you, you get less sore because, you know, you're not as tight, hopefully. And then also it's almost like working out where we do this repeatedly and your body gets used to it because in a, in a second layer of treatment, like you, we have like holding patterns of like, posture and stuff like you know if you're anxious you have a posture if you're angry you have a posture maybe the way you sleep at night the way you sit in your chair so there's always like we release stuff but then you're going to want to like go back to your posture so we're also working on that like like kind of neurological the posture like in this area over and over and over again it's almost like undoing your muscle memory right of like either mm. how you sit or how you walk um because that's also part of, of pain unfortunately it's like we just our condition so you changing the way you pivot and the way you walk all connects to to the pain and and all these injuries that typically yeah. well in, in my case runners have yeah so if you think about like all your muscles being pulleys right so you have like let's take your hip for example or no let's do the knee because the knee is easier so the knee <laughs> you know above your knee you have your quads and your hamstrings and your adductors yes. basically they connect to your knee from above and they attach different parts of your hip above or onto your onto your femur. So anytime a muscle shortens, it brings wherever it attaches closer together. So if like your adductors are tight, they like they mostly attach on your pubic bone and go to your inner knee. So if those are really tight, it's kind of moving your inner knee and your hip closer together, right? So you're like right. kind of like moved over a little bit. And then below you have like your shin muscles, your calf, um, your peroneal muscles. So you know, if all those things are tugging on the knee, you're going to be like moving differently, right? And like muscle tightness limits muscle function as well. Like if, if your muscles tight, it's restricted, it can't contract and relax really the way it's supposed to. And sometimes runners will say, man, I just can't like, can't like, my calf just feels like it's not I can't, I can't move. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, all right. That, that's interesting. I'm learning a lot from, from this. Um, I should be taking a lot of notes, actually, but good thing technology saves these things. Yeah. Um, so another question someone asked, which is it's kind of funny, is, is drinking alcohol okay after treatment? <laughs> um, you know, it's just like it's not after running either, but people do it anyway. I mean, because it <laughs> hydrate you and, you know, creates a muscle tightness in and of itself. Um, you know, it's not the best thing to do, but it's just like <laughs> run a marathon and then go drink afterwards. And, you know, they'll feel it the next day and kind of, kind of thing. Awesome. So a lot of people always wonder with acupuncture, how often should they be treated? Is it a case by case thing? What yeah, are... it's a case by case thing. And it also depends on the type of acupuncture we're doing and the condition. Like, so I'll, I'll 
focus on like what we're talking about is for runners and, and usually muscle pain or some sort of overuse injury. And, you know, for me, generally, I like to see people once a week at the beginning. And okay. basically the life cycle of the treatment is you get the treatment, you're sore for like a day or so. And then ideally you're doing either PT or some sort of light exercise just to see how things feel. And then we want to like give that a little time. And then a week I found is generally a good good amount of time. You know, in some cases coming in twice a week is more useful. Like, you know, let's say you have a marathon in three weeks and you really want to work through something quickly, like maybe twice a week is useful. But I'd say generally once a week for some period of time is usually something like three to six visits. And then, you know, usually after about four visits, we kind of just check in to, hey, like, how are things going? Where are we at? You know, are you running more? How's PT going? I mean, I'm checking in after every visit with that. But that's usually like a good point to be like, how how is this working? And then, you know, we'll also check in after each session just to be like, how long did the treatment hold for, right? Maybe after the first session, you get some relief for like three or four days. And then, you know, especially if you're marathon training, you have to keep running, right? So we're always working against that when we're working with people training for a marathon is like, you can't run a marathon without training for a marathon. And especially if you're in that period where you're going from like 10 to 12 to 13 to 14 to 15. Okay, awesome. I got Sorry, my phone. I lost you for a um, so I was just, I was just no, saying, it depends on, um, you know, it depends on what your goals are, but generally once a week. And then at some point things like after, you know, each treatment, we'll see how tight things are and things generally tend to loosen up. And after some period of time, we go from like once a week to every two or three weeks to every, you know, once we get to like every month or so, it's more of like, Hey, how, like, how is treatment working for you? Cause some people are more proactive and they're like, you know what? I want to come in once a month, no matter what, because I want to, I want you to find whatever muscle tightness has built. I don't get injured. And that's like a more preventative approach. And then there are other people who are like, you know what? I'm, I feel much better. Like next time I feel the tightness, I'll, I'll text or call you and I'll come in for treatment. That's another approach because you kind of start to learn the aches and pains in your body and what they are. And sometimes like, you know, once you have the knowledge that like, oh, my IT band syndrome might be coming from my hip or my glute, you know, sometimes you start to feel that ache and you just like foam roll or you sit on a ball, you know, if you learn where it's coming from, sometimes you can get to it a little quicker. And often if you get to something more quickly, you don't always need as many treatments. Like if you start to just feel an ache and you come in for treatment, you might only need to come in once or twice. But if it's something that's been going on for like six months or a year, there's a lot more to undo there, both like muscle and pain wise. And then also all that other stuff we're talking about is if you've been in pain for a while, you've now changed the way you're moving to accommodate for that. And we also right. often more challenging. All right, we have uh, someone asked, yeah. can acupuncture help with arthritis? Yeah, you know, and that's, that's a common way acupuncture is used. And often treatment for arthritis is a combination of traditional acupuncture with some of the trigger point dry needling or trigger point acupuncture. Because with arthritis, that's a more systemic condition, right? That's not as simple as like, oh, I stepped in a pothole and I sprained my ankle. Arthritis <laughs> is systemic inflammation. And, you know, people with arthritis, you know, we're talking about like one-sided injuries, right? Arthritis tends to be like more bilateral, right? Like both of my wrists hurt or both of my knees are always sore. And so that's more of an inflammation. Mm -hmm. And so we can get some relief physically by working with some of the muscles that connect in the area, but we often need to use traditional acupuncture with that because then that's 
interfacing more with your nervous system and that's how it can help with inflammation. So the answer is yes. Um, you know, it's, it's a pretty common thing that acupuncture works with. Wow. Awesome. So at Morningside, um, NYC, you guys also do, um, cupping as well. Yeah, we do. What is, what yeah. is typically cupping used for? Cause a lot of runners be either, I like to say either before, during, or after a marathon. A lot of them do it actually before, you know, you see them around and they have the markings on them. What are the benefits of cupping and for runners? Yeah, so cupping is like another form of myofascial release. The way it works is through suction, right? The cup sucks your tissue up and then it allows for more circulation um, and some myofascial release underneath. Those circles are often because, um, you know, it pulls stuff up to the surface and then it you know this isn't the exact science of it but it basically like pulls stuff up so blood can flow underneath it almost like you know so the more purple the area is like the more like stagnant circulation was that sometimes you see really purple spots on people and it's like man that's yeah and like <laughs> a few i don't do cupping often the last time i probably took out the cups was man it must have been like a year ago because I'm just way better at using the needle and the needle is like going into the muscle. The cup's just pulling it up. And like, you know, these days you could just buy cups on Amazon and if you learn where to put them, it's not <laughs> anything special. And, you know, more and more other other people do it, like PTs do it, massage therapists do it. So I find like my, my expertise is the needle. Um, I just tend to stick with that personally. I think Nick, Nick does a little more cupping than I do, but even he doesn't do it that often, I would say. I think because that's just our, our skill is the needle and it's like I could do a lot more with the needle than I can with the cup. Um, when I will, when I might use cupping though is if someone's really anxious, right? And nervous, Yeah. like doesn't want a needle. It's been a while since that happened, that's happened, but that's also an, another choice, right? Is to maybe let's do cupping today, see how that feels. Or maybe just do one needle and then do cupping, right? So that's, that's an option sometimes too. Awesome, awesome. So um, a lot of people with acupuncture I think this is just out of curiosity, like in terms of, um, like they they want to know like how fast does acupuncture work? Yeah. In terms of like, because a lot of runners are stubborn in terms of like they've been running with the same injury for a long time. Yeah. And they've been like it comes, the pain comes, it goes away. So. Um, I guess I'm asking, does acupuncture just take the pain away or is it more of like a healing thing? Because a lot of times some people think like they're going to get acupuncture and then they're healed. <laughs> like acupuncture fixed my IT band issue or fixed my knee pain. Yeah. What What's the science behind all of that? Oh, that's a really good question. And it's like, this will be fun to talk about. Um, you know, pain is... So there's a reason you had the pain, right? So I can, I can, if, if like, let's say the root cause of your pain is like muscle tightness that's pulling on your IT band and I release the muscle and your IT band feels better. Like, yeah, that's right. There's a reason you got the IT band pain in the first place. So mm -hmm. you get all the acupuncture in the world, but if you go back to doing that thing that caused the IT band pain, it's probably mm -hmm. gonna happen again. So, okay. That's a more complicated conversation I have to have with people because like you're coming to me to help you, but I'm not the reason you had the pain in the first place. <laughs> I'm here. To help. And what's really interesting about acupuncture is often it's like a last resort or almost last resort 
So I think by the time some people try acupuncture, they're a little fed up, right? They've like gone to PT. Yeah, 100%. Orthopedic doctor, they've had a cortisone injection. They've had, you know, whatever other they treatment. They've tried everything. They had, you want to get back out there and run. Had everything. And they're a little frustrated sometimes. So sometimes I have to remind people, like, how long did you give, like, the doctor or the PT? You gave them, like, three months. So, like, why are you only giving me, like, one treatment? Like, that doesn't sound fair. So I sometimes I have to remind people that, um, you know, what I said before, like, right, if this, this was a magic bullet, like, we would all know about it, right? We'd all be lined up. There would be acupuncture places, like, on every corner, right? Um, right. It depends. But, you know, I will tell you that with muscle pain and especially running stuff, I've seen some really big change. Sometimes one or two treatments, IT band syndrome gone. I was working with a runner. She had horrible IT band pain three weeks before the New York City Marathon. She had, uh, I think she had an injection in her knee maybe once or twice. She like mm -hmm. couldn't walk and didn't think she could run the marathon. We did three treatments before the marathon and she finished the marathon with no pain whatsoever. And I actually oh, had, wow. so she's like, I, had, I, I feel great. <laughs> So there are cases like that where it is that easy because like I was saying, if things are really tight and they're tugging really hard, like that's gonna hurt. And if we get rid of that and that's, if that's the cause, then you should feel better. Um, so. Awesome, awesome, man. This, this has been, this has been phenomenal. And so um, at Morningside Acupuncture, you guys offer dry needling uh, for trigger points electroacupuncture, Chinese herbal medicine, and cupping. So these are all services that you guys provide, correct? Yeah, there are things we do. But like I said, it's we mostly are using needles to do either acupuncture or dry needles or trigger point relief. That's mostly what we do. But if it's if it's indicated, well, then, then we might use other things. We use electricity sometimes. So electroacupuncture is, is interesting and can be really useful. Um, it's, it's, you know, you're putting the needle in the same muscle Mm -hmm. an electrical device it's almost like in physical therapy where they use those electrical pads and they use like stim on you i don't know if you've ever had that before but basically the idea is you're sending an electrical current to the part of the muscle that makes it contract and you can make it spasm um and you know to me that's not always as indicative of of a thing because like with the the manual muscle release with the needle like the amount of release that happens is based on how tight things are so if something's really tight, it might have a really big spasm. And if it's not that tight, it'll have a small spasm. With the electricity, it's going to spasm no matter what, because that's what the electricity does, is it sends a signal to your muscle. Ah, I see. And so so with, it has to react. You can set different settings. So you can make it spasm really fast, or you can make it spasm slower. And there are different, um, there's a lot of science behind it that's really interesting. So different Different speeds can activate different like pain relieving endorphins or other neurotransmitters. There's actually a lot of science behind electroacupuncture and electricity. Um, so we use that sometimes. And you know, that, that might be indicated like if someone has to run like tomorrow or they have like something really important, the, the dry needling will make you kind of sore. And like I've had, you know, dry needling and I've ran that evening. I've, I've had to try everything, right? Like I've had it and then gotten massaged. <laughs> I didn't play soccer and look, the trade-off is sometimes that you're just really sore and you're in less pain, but you're not going to be as fast because you're just going to be really sore. Um, so if that's really important to somebody, then we'll maybe use electroacupuncture instead because that won't leave you as sore because the spasms aren't as big and also there's not as oh, much. I see. There's not as much needling into the muscle because that also creates a little bit of tissue trauma because you literally just set in the muscle and then you use the electricity. So it's not as much of a like release, you know. It's a little different.
And for some people, they find that to be more comfortable. Some people don't like the electricity because it just feels weird that it keeps spasming. So I think, I think people develop a preference too. And my job is to figure out like what's best for them and what, what they're most comfortable with. And so that's the fun part about the job is it's not always the same thing every time. And some treatments will use electroacupuncture more you know, it's really good if something's really stuck. Like if something's so tight, sometimes it just won't release with the needle. Then electric oh, wow. get it to like spasm a little bit. Awesome. Awesome, man. This has been great. I have like so much uh, stuff I'm like thinking about in terms of uh, just. I, I, I love it. And I'm like, my mind was blown when like my hip got better. Like I literally don't have hip pain anymore. And I was almost going to get surgery at one point. This was like 12 years ago. And so... You know, I, I love it and I love, you know, one of my favorite things is talking about how it can be helpful and educating runners. Um, you know, we try to do a lot of outreach in the running community because so many people, when they come in, they're like, wow, I didn't know this was something I could do. Or, wow, why didn't I know about this before? And I'm like, yeah, I didn't know about it either. So, you know, that's part of our job. And unfortunately, you know, I, I maybe will say the acupuncture profession isn't great at explaining like how acupuncture works. A lot of people are talking about chi and energy and it almost sounds like mystical there's actually so much research on acupuncture i think there are more studies published on acupuncture now than there are in physical therapy so it's like really well researched uh, there's a lot of science it's it's really fascinating and i i think you know my my part of my biggest job is just to get out there and educate people and be like hey this is something you should be doing like yeah um you know and what's what's really interesting is there's a lot of professional athletes that use acupuncture olympic runners um yeah you know, Tom Brady is an acupuncture proponent. David Beckham posted about acupuncture. Wow. The Rock has had acupuncture. <laughs> um, like most NFL teams now have acupuncture. Acupuncturists. So um, it becomes like the norm, basically. That's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I think what's interesting with some athletes is they don't talk about it much because, like, that might be their special sauce where, you know, that, like. <laughs> <laughs> so if I, want, if I want to Boston qualify. <laughs> I might have to start my stress relief for acupuncture first. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it, it can be like kind of amazing how much looser it can make you. And you know, I, honestly, probably the reason I became an acupuncturist was because I wanted to fix all of my problems. And, you know, now that I know how to do it, it's like so fun to work with people and help them, you know, achieve the same goals. So what do you tell someone that's watching that's thinking of trying acupuncture? What's like, What's your phrase? What do you tell them if they've watched this and they're like, hmm, what do you tell them? It's not that scary. Like, it's not scary at all, actually. And just, I think, just come in. I think the key is just, you know, it's like any kind of treatment, it's just finding the right person who fits with you. And ideally, someone like who's explaining what they're doing, why they're doing it. I find that I have the best result with like people being able to relax during the treatment. Like, you know, there's different types of acupuncture. I wouldn't call like the trigger point dry needling the most relaxing. But what's really <laughs> like a few days later when you're like, oh, my knee feels better. Like that's that's what it's all about. Um, and so, you know, I would say give it a try. It's not that scary. And, you know, it's like any treatment. It might not be for you, but it's worth trying it. And, and, and it, at the very least, maybe it's something you have in your toolbox. Really, um, you know. Awesome. Awesome need to do like acupuncture physical therapy strength training it's really all of these things and just this is just another tool that you should know about basically awesome awesome so for those tuning in teddy this has been awesome um before we jump off i do this with almost every guest 
It's a random this or that, so you could just pick one. Sure. M Mets or Yankees? Mets. Knicks or Nets? Knicks. I'm a big Knicks fan. <laughs> Red Bull? I think you said Red Bulls or NYCFC. I like NYCFC. <laughs> uh, Giants? Are you Giants or Jets? Giants. <laughs> um, half marathon or full marathon? Half marathon. All <laughs> right, I don't want to do that again. You don't want to do that again. <laughs> All right. Uh, this has been great for those tuned in. Uh, you can hit up Teddy from Morningside Acupuncture. Shoot him a follow, a DM. Um, if you've been tuning in the whole entire time, today might be your lucky day because we might be giving away some sessions um, for people yes, to come. We'll do that. I um, I think yeah. we should think something in the next day or two, right? Yeah, so stay tuned. You might be able to get a free uh, or a session to to Morningside Acupuncture and, and try it yourself and see how that goes. So stay tuned for that. Um, Teddy, this has been great. Thank you for your time. Truly appreciate it. And I look forward to seeing you in soon for a session. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. And um, thanks to all the runners and anyone else that was listening tonight. It's uh, always an honor to be able to educate and share, you know, what I know about this and how we can we can help you. All right. Thank you. Have a great evening. <laughs> Take care, everyone. All right. Peace.